1: I wrote a book called God, Faith, and Reason a number of years ago. It became a very big bestseller at the time. And uh, in this book, there are many stories, and I say I never met God, I never saw God. I've only seen glimpses of God, snapshots. Snapshots, not a movie. I've seen God here, I've seen God there, I've seen God at births, I've seen God at funerals. I've seen God here and there, (laughs) glimpses of God. There's a piece in here, a chapter called The Amulet. It's interesting. And here are the actual amulets for those of you who have read God, Faith, and Reason. Here are the actual amulets that I wrote about in God, Faith. I didn't even know they were here. This is beautiful. These amulets are very interesting. Those of you who read Hebrew can probably read and translate this. Do I wear it? No, but I look at this and it's sitting right next to my desk as I do my work every day. What did I write about amulets? You know, I'm interested myself. I turned to page 63. You talk about this. I'm holding an amulet in my hand. Do you know what an amulet is? Christians, they don't believe in amulets. They think they're anti-God. They don't understand that some amulets bring you closer to God, not farther away. As I said before, for years, Catholics in America had little plastic statues of Saint Christopher in their cars. Then the statues gave way to dream-catchers. That was the end of America as far as I knew it. Those statues were icon effigies the Catholics had. That didn't make them less Catholic, did it? What about wearing a cross? Is that not a sort of amulet, a protection against evil? It is. What I'm getting at is somewhat related to the St. Christopher medal thing. When Americans drove around in Dodge Darts and other big American cars in the 70s, actually the Dart was a small car, I should say Dodge Chargers, there were St. Christopher statues all over America. Suddenly we woke up in the 1990s and there were dream catchers hanging off the mirrors. Every girl in the San Francisco area with, with chlamydia was driving around with a dream catcher, hoping the dream catcher would cure her. It didn't work. That's called sarcasm. A while back, I was somewhere I hadn't been in years. It was a house I used to live and work in. For 16 years, I had done radio shows out of that home. And I go on to that story about the radio years. The house was being renovated. And I write this. One of the reasons I like a home studio is that I'm a germaphobic person. I never got the flu in there. It's me and the dog. He doesn't get the flu. He's passed away, teddy has been buried, by the way. Incidentally, I, when I buried him, I did Jewish prayers over his grave and I phoned a a rabbi that I had known for so many years and donated so much money to his cause. And I asked him to come to do the service for the burial of my dog and he refused. He refused. He said, it's not kosher. I called another rabbi in LA who's just as religious as him, but not a fanatical uh, super orthodox. He incorporates knowledge of the world. He's a fabulous man. He knows all the books. He knows all the Talmud. He's also the only American uh, Caucasian allowed into a certain tribe of Native Americans during their annual um, ceremonies, a certain type of ceremony. I think the Yaquis... Uh, permit him to to live with them during that period, and he said, "Of course you can do Jewish prayers over the burial of a dog." Well, why did the rabbi say he wouldn't? I said, "I don't know. Maybe he's an ignoramus." You know, you know, every walk of life, whether it's in radio or in religion, whether it's a Jew or a Christian or a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Muslim, there are those who are knowledgeable and those who are just followers, and then those who are ignoramuses. Then there's the saintly level. Those up here, then here, and then here, and then here, and then they just go through the, the mumbling and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Michael Savage, a host like no other.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe
1: One night I stayed there during a rainstorm, that's the old house I'd been in, I wanted to be away from the bay. It was too noisy, the pounding, crashing, surf wet and wild. In a box I had stored, I found an ivory object inscribed in Hebrew. The back was a cheap sort of metal, like silver, and there were tinkling things hanging from it. (laughs) It's a good description, tinkling things hanging from it. Show and tell, boys and girls. I knew it was an amulet from the Middle East. I think I had bought it in Israel many years before I did. I since found in my journal, I bought it in Jerusalem. I had bought two of them, as a matter of fact. I didn't even know what was on it. I remember when my mother was alive, God rest her, her name and soul, I showed her the amulet. She never really related to anything I did for some weird reason that I never understood until recently. She looked at that amulet and said, that's very interesting that you brought that back from Israel. What is it? She touched it and I saw some electricity go through her. Until I found it again, I had forgotten about that. I had put the amulet aside. I had left it in a box and forgotten it. One night after returning from a pub, I ripped the muscle in my neck. I had hurt my neck years before, and the masseuse had almost destroyed it. I never let that woman near me again. In the house I've been telling you about, there's an exercise machine. I hate exercise machines, they're inhuman. Normally I confine my regimen to natural exercises, such as push-ups, sit-ups, bicycling. For some weird reason, I wanted to get into shape again, and I started putting, pulling down on the pull-down bar on that inhuman machine. I must have ripped the muscle again. The pain was excruciating, but I wouldn't even take an aspirin for it. I'm stoic when it comes to that kind of pain. I don't want to start in with pills. Well, that was then. This is now. I take aspirin today. I take one at night for sure, 325 and a half for many years, and I take one occasionally during the day. I looked at the amulet, and I said to myself, wait a minute. Hold on. I don't believe in magic, but I believe in God. Was it a coincidence that I found that amulet from the Holy Land that I must have bought in 1978? I don't even remember exactly where I bought it. I think it was from a Yemenite peddler in a marketplace in Jerusalem. I bought two of them. I know there's some kind of mystical streak in my family somewhere along the line. Many women have clairvoyant abilities, can see things others can't see, I have found. What gives them that extra power of seeing? Where does it come from? Well, it's inherent. It's genetic, okay? They inherited it, usually from their mother's line, but not always. You can call it many things. If you work on the dark side, it's called witchcraft. If you work on the good side... It's not called witchcraft. Amulets of any kind can be put to either good or evil use. They're not inherently good or evil. So I'm gonna cut to the chase about the amulet. It's too many pages for me to read to you. And uh, I go down there. I believe in God. I said, I don't believe in magic but I believe in God. I stayed there in bed holding it to the muscle that was ripped. And I have to tell you from the bottom of my heart, the pain subsided within three to four minutes. It came back the next morning, I can hear the non-believers saying, ah, it's mind over matter. Don't be stupid. Come on, you're a man of science, don't be a fool. What do you believe in that for? I decided that night that I'm going to keep trying this thing on people in my life who are sick. As I write this, I can feel the heat right now because I just put it on my neck. I can feel the whole heat of my body in this thing. I know it has tremendous power, it's a secret thing. I know these are Yemenite amulets, I can tell by the design of the jewelry, and what's on the little hanging trinkets. Now, you never see Jews in America with this, they're modern Jews. They don't believe in any of this stuff. I don't know what they believe in, but that's their business. One day I called a rabbi known for mysticism and I said, I need to meet some rabbis who are into mysticism. I told them some problems I was having in my life. And I asked him to do something for me. He said, no, Michael, you're so powerful, you're the rabbi, you have to do it for yourself. He said, you speak to God. Not long ago, I called him again. He was so excited to hear from me. I had sent him a, an email picture of the amulet for him to translate into Hebrew, a translate from the Hebrew. He said to me, Michael, listen to what it's written on the amulet in Hebrew. It's the blessing of Joseph. It says, you are my son and the evil eye cannot hurt you. You are like the fish, and no evil eye can get to you. If you believe in God, no evil eye can touch you. When you get conceited, the evil eye can touch you." Unquote. That's what he told me. One of these two amulets says. It could be this one, the blessings of Joseph, or it could be this one, those of you who read Hebrew, if you believe in God, no evil I can touch you. When you get conceited, the evil I can touch you, unquote. He also said, and here I'm closing now, and I'm going to wrap this all up. <clears throat> tell all your listeners today that if they have bad luck in their life and they are rich people or they're wealthy or they're doing well to watch out for conceit, the minute they are filled with conceit, the evil eye will touch them. He continued, this is the most important thing that I have to tell you because it so happens that what you told me today about that amulet is... By coincidence, Michael, the exact weekly portions of the Torah to Jewish people, passage 4922, Blessings of Joseph. Don't flaunt your wealth or people will be jealous of you. You are my son and the evil eye cannot hurt you. You are like the fish and no evil eye can get you. This is in my book, God Faith and Reason. On that note, I will say thank you very much for listening please go to the Michael Savage podcast. That's the most important thing for you to do for me. I have 400 episodes. They go back a few years. And uh, that's the important message for me today. Be compassionate, boys and girls. God loves you.